Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 542. Today we're going to take a look at Retreat to Darkmoor. This is a new game from Action Phase Games. It plays two to four players, and it's just a very kind of light, fillery uh, card game where you're going to be deploying uh, these different minions. So each player is kind of like a dark overlord, and you're trying to sort of sack these different locations and these towns and kind of build up enough strength, which will activate a legendary hero that's going to come after your Horde. So you're going to play those minions and create these hordes collectively, uh, but you're trying to be real sneaky about it and make sure that it kills the minions from the other players and not yours. And then what's going to happen is after that horde is activated and they fight the hero, then some of them will escape and there's a little bit of kind of an area control type of thing in that mechanism to get the best minions to escape and control those different locations. So let's take a look at how it plays and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, here's everything you get in Retreat to Dargamore. Uh, the first thing to notice here is each player is going to get an identical deck uh, in their player color. So here is the blue player's deck here with a different back and you can see the text at the bottom here is all color-coded blue as well as the icons there where the red player has a similar thing here. So each player is going to draw five cards to start the game. And then you're going to set up here these locations cards you can see up there at the top. Now you're always gonna have uh, the number of players plus one in terms of the location cards. And there are extras here of the heroes and locations off to the side. And these are also double-sided here. So you can just randomly pick a side and this will have some kind of special effect usually that affects everything that's played into columns underneath here. And then you'll take a certain number of these legendary hero cards, shuffle them up, uh, and this is based on the number of players, and then you'll put one face up, and this is the first one that you're going to be dealing with. A couple things to know here. This number here is called Peril, and you can see this is uh, level six, and then it has a special ability here, and the abilities uh, vary widely. So the gist of the game is that you're going to play a card, and then draw back up to five. Now, typically you only play one card, but you might have other cards that allow you to play additional cards on top of that. And then once you have, let's just put some cards out randomly here, those two here, and maybe the green player plays that there. And so now we have a total of six peril. You can see we've got, whoops, two plus one, and then we have three here. And so as soon as somebody is done playing their card and all little combos and so on, then you're going to check and see, hey, did we meet the peril threshold? If you do, this guy is going to kind of come awake and then go and attack this horde here. And so what his first thing is going to do usually is kill the one at the back of the horde. This is the one down here. So this one here is going to die. Now, if I was the green player and this was my turn, this would just go to my discard pile. However, if I kind of worked it where I'd manipulated it and like maybe moved another guy from another horde because there's a lot of like manipulation abilities, then let's say I was the blue player and did this and it was my turn and this green guy would die, go to the green player's discard pile and then for kind of snookering the green player's minion into being in a position that would get killed, I would then get two victory points on a chip there. And so during the game, you might get victory points in other ways and you collect these chips. Uh, these other tokens here are peril tokens and sometimes different effects will allow you to add peril to a particular monster or even actually to a location. Uh, so those will come into play as well. So once he resolves, then this, let's say this guy dies and then this these guys here are gonna go above here and anybody that didn't get killed and sometimes other guys will get killed because there'll be different effects that will trigger that will kill multiple people. Uh, but anybody that wasn't killed is going to sort of what's called escape up to here. 
And so you're, you're going to play through the entire deck here of the hero cards. Once you play through and defeat the last hero, then you're going to take all the points that you got during the game. You're going to take all the points you can see here at the bottom of the card there that escaped. So that's worth four points if he escaped. And then you're gonna look at the peril, the total peril here. So in this case, I have four peril. And if I had four here, maybe it's a greens two, then I would win the victory points shown on this card here. And there might actually be uh, different things here. So this is a good example. Final scoring, the highest VP value minions do not count towards control of this location. So you might have snuck across this guy here because he's worth five victory points, but because he's the highest here, his peril's not gonna actually add up to it. So I don't actually have four peril, which I normally would because of this location's ability. The green guy here would actually win. So he would get the points of course for his minion and then the seven points there for the location. So you resolve all the locations like that. If there's a tie here, nobody gets it, which could be very important. So you just keep playing cards and drawing back up to five, uh, very simple, and then uh, you know applying the different effects. And then once you go through the heroes, then you resolve all the points, like I said. And the key to the game, before I move into the review, is really getting to know what all the cards are, because some cards are gonna be worth a lot of points, some are gonna have high peril, some are gonna have very nasty effects, some are gonna have kind of sort of more subtle effects, and everybody has the exact same cards, and you can get a little nice sense of the art here. It kinda reminds me of uh, Samurai Jack uh, style art, which is cool, I like that cartoon, so. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so yeah, just showing you some of the art here. So that's the thing, it's kind of getting to know the key, uh, you know, cards like this one is a little bit more subtle, the changeling, you can make some cool use out of him and so on. Uh, but that's really a game, play a card, draw back up to five, very, very simple. Okay, that's Retreat to Darkmoor. Uh, this one kind of grew on me. Uh, the first time I played it, I was like, hmm, I think I like this game, but I'm not sure. And so now I've played it twice since then, and it's really, really grown on me because, like I said, you got to get to know the cards that are in the deck and really kind of play around that. Now, the effects from the locations themselves as well as the, you know, the different uh, heroic figures that you're going to be attacking are also really going to drive the game. So one thing I can think of, for example, is one hero has the ability where he doesn't go after the minion that's at the back of the horde. He goes after the one with the most victory points or the highest peril. And so that's really going to change around what's going to happen. And so there's a lot of cards that you're going to play where you're going to manipulate and move guys around you know you might if you play this guy he can actually go to the back of the horde which will shove everybody down or you know you can swap guys and all this kind of stuff so you might think oh i'm going to get my little uh my big beefcake over here and you know try to sneak in that way well no everybody's watching you do that and everybody's also watching the cards that escape so you can see well you know he's got a ton of points over there so we didn't need to really hammer after the leader maybe he's got you know area control of one of the seven or six point areas so you've got to really kind of take all that in mind and then work out you know what kind of combo effects you might be able to pull off now here's the thing is a lot of the cards are a little bit more subtle to a degree, then everybody realizes how subtle they are then everybody's saying okay well you're probably trying to plan this so you've got to kind of be almost like double bluffing in a sense and trying to really sneak through. And so that kind of leads me into the whole player count idea where it's like, okay, what's the best player count? Now with four, again, I still like it with four, 
but it gets a little bit chaotic. So you can't like put a thing down and be like, okay, I'm gonna do this now, and then the next turn I'll be able to do this. Because the board state or the game state probably has changed pretty drastically because three other players have played their super manipulative cards. Now it's still kind of fun because it's just a little bit more chaotic. I think it's still fun with four. But if you really want to get down and try to play, you know, as optimally as possible and really kind of engage in that sort of, you know, shell game kind of thing, then you really want to play at the two and the three player count, I think. Because you know, not much is gonna change. You can try to sort of sucker somebody into it. The thing that reminds me of most is like Magic the Gathering, where you're like, I'm gonna play this card. Do you want to counter it? <laughs> sure, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna counter that. You're like, okay, now I'm gonna play my really good one. <laughs> and you know, that kind of thing. So if you played Magic before in that kind of dynamic, this kind of has that in a different way, but very, very similar feeling. And so that's a very, very fun thing to do and kind of pull off these little chains and combos and like, oh, I thought I was totally gonna win that one. Now you've won it and all yours are going across and none of mine and they're all dead, you know. So uh, again, that comes through knowledge of the decks and also kind of, you know, building up sort of like a little metagame within the group of players. So I definitely recommend this one a lot. Uh, very, very subtle game, very interesting. And I think folks will have a, a good kick out of it. It has that kind of Munchkin vibe in the sense of like, it, you know, I, I did the subtitle Reverse Munchkin, which it kind of is because you're Dark Lords trying to sort of entrap the heroes, whereas in Munchkin, obviously, you're trying to be heroes going through a dungeon. So it's a reverse action of that. It's also reverse because it doesn't take a year and a half to play. But it has that fun, whimsical kind of take that kind of thing. Uh, so I recommend it for that style of game or two. I think if you like that kind of fun, whimsical, kind of fantasy card game idea, then this is really gonna hit your sweet spot as well. So, um, and it's got that little bit of subtle kind of strategy stuff to just kind of keep um, folks that like to play with that side of their brain more, uh, you know, more interested. So definitely take a look at this one, thanks.